0: You are now listening to Warrior on Fire. Fire. Hey, everybody! It's your boy Garrett J. Watts, founder of Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling, and welcome to Warrior on Fire Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this: Rome is burning. Sit back, and relax, and welcome to today's Daily Fire. All right, my friends. So, um, we got uh, we got a little feedback into our customer support from one of our students. Very concerned, feeling like Rome is burning. This was, that was the statement used, Rome is burning. And inside of one of our programs there's a sense that, um, that, that they've been abandoned, that they've been left behind. And you know what, I understand it. And they're listening to this podcast right now uh, in this message. And it's not, it's not something new uh, to hear um, from from that situation or from anywhere on social media or from anywhere inside of any relationship. Here, here's a crazy thing I have found um, about expectations, right? So every single one of us have expectations. Every single day we have expectations, right? These students who invest in programs with us have expectations. Uh, my wife has expectations. My children have expectations. I have expectations, you know, the president of the United States has expectations. We have expectations of the president. The president has expectations of us. I have expectations of my students. Students have expectations of me. You know, my employees have expectations of me. I have expectations of my employees, right? There's just constantly, I, I hire mentors and go to programs and masterminds and events. I have expectations of them. They have expectations of me. Like, there's constantly a game of expectations is happening with everyone. Every human being that walks the planet is filled with expectations right now the challenge with expectations um are this is particularly when you're getting feedback from individuals aka roma's burning which i understand i understand from that perspective right and the interesting about perspective and expectations is it all comes down to the eye of the beholder and the way you choose to tell the story like every single time like every single time Like if you went back on my relationship and then the principle, the principle that we're going to deal with here in today's Daily Fire is this. Expectations can only be managed by the individual, not by the organization. Expectations can only be managed by an individual, not by another organization. Expectations can only be managed by an individual, not an organization. So like uh, one of the big struggles inside my marriage was the fact that I was constantly trying to manage the expectations of my wife instead of just managing my own expectations of my marriage. Right, there was what my wife expected, which was great, I understand that, but I can't do anything about what my wife's expectations are, right? I can only do about what my standards are inside of me and how I perceive value and how I extract value from that relationship and how I choose to show up and how I choose to create. Right In a student-mental relationship, there's only so much that a mentor can do. And it's always interesting to me because the greatest feedback of frustration in the game of coaching and training, and I've been doing this for like a decade, the greatest frustration of expectation comes from those who have the smallest amount of financial investment. It's, it's wild. Like it's wild to me how this goes down. Like the hardest place to manage expectations is not with the producers, who have invested a dollars dollars $500,000. Not hard. Because those individuals have come to understand that at the end of the day, their results and their direction in life is on their shoulders, nobody else. Right? There's no one else who can manage your, their expectations. They can manage their expectations. Which means if they expect to get great value, they get great value. If I invest $100,000 or $300 a month or $100,000 a year, a quarter million dollars a year, it is upon me to get the value from things, not upon the organization to manage my expectations because my story is Rome is burning. Now, this doesn't take away the responsibility of an organization nor of a person in a relationship, but the principle I want you to just understand is at the end of the day, if you find yourself in a place in which you're feeling disappointed because of another person or disappointed because of some company that you work for or because of some employer you have or because of some employee you have, start first with looking at you and saying, how have I shown up? And what am I doing to add value and to extract value from this thing that I feel like may not be working? So my question for you friends is this, where in your world across body being balanced in business has your expectations become your own crucifixion? Meaning it's put you in a place in which you're choosing not to get the value you could get because of your own stories of expectation. And my second piece with this is what can you do to shift your expectations to get the value that you actually desire? My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's daily fire. It's a parable and a principle. Up next is the daily fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the warrior book, well, guess what? Although this next daily fuel is going to be powerful, it won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go, and welcome to this section known as The Daily Fuel. All right, so you uh, you heard the parable of the day, which is the game of the managing expectations—expectations expectations of your clients, expectations of your children, expectations of your spouse, expectations of yourself—and the principle that we landed on was expectations can only be managed by an individual, not an organization. Let me read that one more time: expectations can only be managed by an individual and not by, and only by an individual and not by an organization. Now, we're going to classify organization as like a parent or pretty much another person. So if you were to measure this out and we got expectations of one person, we have expectations of another person, that it is impossible for one person to manage the expectations of another person. And at the core of this entire principle is that expectations can only be managed by an individual. At the end. Which means your expectations inside of yourself are solely, wholly, and fully yours. Like, they're nobody else's. Nobody else is a fucking cause for the expectations of your life. Your expectations are your expectations. Your life and your experience is your life and your experience. There is no no other way around it. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, that is the fact. That is the game. Game over. Here we are. Now, we're going to take that principle into a very interesting chapter here inside of the word book. And we're going to be in page or chapter seven, the code. And we're going to be looking at raw feelings, page 90, which is a, a superpower. I mean, super ironic that we're coming into this one. This idea of expectations can only be managed by an individual. And we're going to talk about feelings. Right? Before we begin this, I, I, I want you to really like, look at this. Do you realize it is, it is almost impossible for a human being to manage their own expectations? More than probably 80, 90% of the time because of their feelings. And then the worst is as a parent, when we now start to try to manage the expectations of our children and have no clue how to pull that off. Why? Because you can't. Like managing the feelings of another person, you can't deal with feelings. When somebody says, you made me feel this, or you made me angry, or you made me sad, this is impossible Like a human being chooses to feel what they choose to feel. Now they're triggered by all kinds of shit around them. You're triggered by shit. I'm triggered by shit. All around us, all the time, 24 7. People, individuals, situations, trigger, 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 trigger. And inside of all those triggers is an opportunity. And that's what we're going to discover today. So again, our principle is expectations can only be managed by an individual, not an organization. We're in section two, the code, chapter seven, raw feelings. We're going to quote William Ernest Henley from the Invictus. And he says, no matter how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Now we're going to look at this. We're going to kind of translate this into expectations. It matters not How straight the gate, how charged with punishments and emotional blame, arguments, judgments, and chaos. I am the master of my feelings. I am the captain of my feelings. This piece and this premise is going to be fun as we jump into this today. Because what we're really having a conversation about is management of your own shit. Like, do you realize that you walk around most days like vomiting your shit on everybody and you think that somehow the vomiting of your expectations that you're spewing on the marketplace, that that vomiting that you're doing, that it's, that it's actually real and justified. The worst is is when you start to vomit on everyone else, you think that everyone else's emotions and feelings that you can actually manage and cross-check them, but you cannot. Consider the only thing you can manage is yourself. You can't manage your children, you can manage yourself. Your kids are going to have feelings. Your people are going to have feelings around you. Your clients are going to have feelings. you are all going to have expectations, but the expectation when it comes to feeling can only be managed inside of you. So let's jump into this. Verse one. Actually, you know what? We're going to jump ahead. We're going to jump ahead to 11. Verse 11. Truth was, I didn't share much with anybody. I was too ashamed that I had feelings. Even if I could muster the courage to share the facts, I was so emotionally disconnected that I couldn't actually differentiate the facts from the feelings that were connected to those facts. Instead, I would just suppress and ignore those feelings I was having. So yes, I would tell the truth, real, but I wouldn't feel the truth, raw, and so my life continued to not work. I wouldn't talk about how I felt with my wife, my family, or my friends. I wouldn't talk about how alone I felt as I stood at cocktail parties with my wife, who was so beautiful, Everybody looking at us thinking, you two must be the happiest couple on earth. I couldn't tell them how it felt to have two to three months go by at a time without deep sexual intimacy between me and my wife. I couldn't tell anyone what it felt like at the time when my business began to implode. And I took it upon myself to find other jobs for my key players, which in 2007 included my brother-in-laws and all my sisters who worked for me. Only to have several of them turn their backs on me when I was in deep pain and struggling months later in 2008. Nobody knew how I felt when I had no money and struggled to even get enough in the bank account to pay for the groceries. My breaking point. And by the way, I'm not going to do verses on this. I'm changing this up from this one forward. We're just going to read. So I'll give you a verse I'm going to start at, and then I'm just going to be heading down. So I'm at 16 now. One day it all became too much. Every day that went by, ignoring the feelings inside my soul, the questions and the emotions and the frustration and the anger and the rage grew inside of me. And it was quite literally killing me. Although I didn't know what would happen or what the proper way was to do anything, I just knew that I could not keep this emotional shit inside me anymore. I didn't speak about how much it hurt inside to watch people I'd given my life to for years not give a fuck about me when I, was cr- when I was a crumbled mess on the floor in tears. In the most crucial moments when I needed fucking help to climb out of the goddamn hole I was in, no one was there. Many of these people I'd given hundreds of thousands of dollars to when they needed help. And yet, when I needed a lifeline, there was no rope thrown down to aid me. They weren't there. I couldn't tell you how it felt to be accepted as a brother inside of a church as long as I said and did the right things, but the minute I had problems, questions, concerned concerns, or concerns, I was ostracized, an outcast, an apostate, no longer accepted as a brother anymore. What was once praised for my voice became persecution. You want to be my conditional friend? You want to be in my life conditionally? This is how I really feel. Fuck you. Now, this, this is interesting, right? You know, one of the greatest gifts that I got was the simple fact that nobody was there. Like, it was just me. And having to learn how to find myself and find the voice inside of that place. Like it was one of the greatest gifts that ever happened to me. Because I started to recognize how much of a fucking psychopath I was. Like how emotionally bipolar and nine polar I was. Like how much my feelings governed everything about my life. But how little I would studied or even knew about the feelings that I was having. Like, yes, my feelings were governing my life, but what did I know about my feelings? I didn't know anything. Like, I didn't spend much time understanding my feelings. I didn't spend much time coming and understanding myself. You realize in 2008, 9, 10, and 11, like, I spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours just studying me, like, through personality tests, strengths finder, Colby, disc assessments, um, all kinds of different workshops and boot camps where the entire focus was to come to understand who you are. Mike, you realize it. Like, how, how do you think you're going to be able to lead other people if you can't lead yourself? How do you think that you're going to be able to guide other people if you can't guide yourself? How do you think you'll be able to get consistency out of the other people if you can't get consistency with yourself? I was just having this conversation in a chat thread with a bunch of guys. And one of them is struggling with his weight. And his son is struggling with his weight. And he's super frustrated because his son is struggling with his weight. And I'm like, bro, listen, like, do not recognize the, 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 the fallacy here, the problem. The challenge is you think, you think that the problem is you're not being able to get through to your son. But your son's looking at you every single day with an extra 70 pounds on your body. And he's already got a story going on in his mind about what the truth is. Your son's just following in your footsteps. You're overweight. He's overweight. Are you fucking surprised? He watches your habits, your patterns, the times you don't go to the gym, the times that you eat like shit, the too much drinking. Like he watches all of it. They see it and then they make decisions from that place. And this is the piece about <clears throat> expectations, right? You can sit in this place and like I had a lot of expectations. I had expectations that people would help me out when I was like down. I had expectation that people would show up when I was down. I had expectations that people would give a shit when I was down. I had expectations about a lot of shit. And you know what? That's my fucking fault. That's not their fault. Like your expectations are your issue. They're nobody else's issue. And when you feel disappointed and depressed or excited and sad and happy and all the other emotions that come with expectations, it's nobody's fucking fault that you feel those things. It's your fault. Like you created that for yourself. You created the chaos for you. Nobody else created that for you. You created that for you. Like your expectations and the way you see your life are your issue and no one else can manage those for you. Another company or a coach can't manage your expectations. Your wife, your husband can't manage your expectations. You must manage your expectations. And the expectations I'm really focused on today are the feelings and the stories that link up to your feelings. We're going to start again here in verse 23, page 91. Crashing waves of stacked up feelings. So all that had come out somehow, right? And it would at all the wrong times. Sometimes would happen, something would happen, and it was always something too, something small too, which would blow the recipient of my rage away. All of this fire, fury, rage, sorrow, and pain would come out in the craziest situations. I couldn't see anyone anymore for who they were, my wife, my kids, business partners, clients, nothing. I just became this blood-hungry maniac who would vomit these emotions into the marketplace, triggered by something small, Unleashing is my response, massive amounts of large pain, yet never releasing anything of worth twenty five in my world, there were these moments of explosion that would come up because i wasn 't giving myself freedom to be free about what I felt. so every single day I would tell anyone wouldn 't tell anyone I knew, tell anyone how I felt. I would just wait a few months and unleash some people would blow up and they'd destroy themselves. I blew up and I started emotionally murdering everyone. This dark warrior inside me was a gateway to my power, but see. His job was to sustain life. When I was unwilling to sustain my own life, he would come out and destroy everything in order to set me free. I'm doing awesome. At least that's what I told everyone. 27, I was taught a powerful lesson one day while walking down the street. We were on our way to church and to the church house for a Sabbath service and there was this young teenage girl who was passing by us on the sidewalk. We engaged in the typical interaction and exchange people have with each other. But this young girl changed my life forever. As she was walking by, I asked out of the common courtesy, how are you doing? And she replied, I'm doing awesome. What? What do you mean you're doing awesome, I thought. My mind had no way to compute with awesome because I was programmed for I'm good. Why did I want to kill everybody? Why was I so angry? Well, because my life was good, i.e. I was a fucking liar. And then there was this girl who said, my life is awesome. Her reply inspired an idea that, decide, that I decided that I'm going to be honest about my feelings and about where I'm at. I'm going to stop apologizing for how I feel, even if I'm angry or feeling happy. I'm going to stop apologizing for being excited. I'm going to stop suppressing my excitement just because everyone around me fucking hates their lives. And I want you to look at this. I'm going to DJ this here for the rest of our rest of our time. Like our principle today is a very simple one. Our principle is expectations can only be managed by an individual, not an organization. Right. Like this is the deepest and the highest level of accountability and true stewardship that a human being can have for their life is to truly understand that you are responsible. Like, no one else is responsible for what you feel. No one else is responsible for what you're experiencing. No one else is responsible for making you happy. Nobody else is, no, no one's responsible for this but you. Now, this is good news, because imagine how horrible it'd be if you were dependent upon another person to make you feel something, right? If, like, someone else in your life was responsible to make sure you, like, they held the happy button like a drug, and they were handing pills out to you of happiness. And the only time you can be happy is when you accepted a pill from one of them. Right? Well, the code inside of dealing with your feelings is the same way. Like when we deal with the facts, there are a whole shitload of feelings that come along with that. Feelings that have to be managed. Feelings that have to be discovered. Feelings that have to be understood. Feelings that impact your bank accounts because they affect how you act in business. Feelings that affect your marriage because they affect how you act in communication and connection feelings that affect your kids because they impact the way you show up as a man and a father. Like there is a shitload of impact on the world that is happening every single day. The world you're in, driven by the feelings that you are either expressing or not expressing. So when it comes down to expectations, there's an expectation in you, all right? And it's an expectation of yourself. And what's happening for you while you're listening to this podcast is your expectations of yourself are starting to go through the roof. Now, you're starting to expect more from yourself. You're starting to recognize you can do a whole hell of a lot more than you're giving yourself permission to do. That you could be a whole lot more than you're giving yourself permission to be. That you could create a whole lot more than you're giving yourself permission to create. And there's no one, no company, no coach, no webinar, no podcast, no president of a country, no prime minister of a country, No politician and no parent who's going to set you free. In the end, your expectations can only be managed by you. And your feelings are your feelings. And there is no one else to blame but you for what you feel.